Bell Collective podcast. On today's episode, our host Ian Gilligan interviews Jakeen Washington of JTW Fit. Before we hop into this episode, I want to remind y'all to keep tagging us in your kettlebell content to get featured on our page. We love to see all the things y'all are tagging us in. It's great. And we are launching our Level 1 Kettlebell Collective coaching certification. If you're interested, please send us a DM on at kettlebell underscore collective for more details. And enjoy this episode. There we go. All right, everybody. Today we have Jaqueen Ja Washington on the podcast. Ja is the CEO and co-founder of JTW Fit, the first and only black-owned strength and conditioning studio in Harlem. As a Harlem native, Ja has made it his mission to provide quality and affordable fitness to his community. He believes fitness should be fun, accessible, and results-driven. With this in mind, he's provided his members with a variety of training modalities that allows them to become proficient and well-rounded. Ja's love for kettlebells has become infectious, and his members have fallen in love with them. Now he has everyone uptown swinging, cleaning, and snatching. Jaquin just recently won Men's Health, Men's Health Magazine's Next Top Trainer and has been featured on their magazine and on their website. Ja, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Hey, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. So you are a kettlebell enthusiast. Now I'm curious, how did you first get into kettlebells? Uh, total accident, man. I, I, um, I went to the gym on a really busy day and, you know, I had my program set up, you know, it was a leg day and I wanted to go hit some squats and things like that. And um, all the, all the uh, dumbbells, all the racks were taken and literally the only thing left in there were kettlebells. And I was like, well, you know, I, I really need to get something done. I'm not gonna sit here and wait. I was kind of pressed for time. And so I just grabbed the bells and I just started, you know, playing around with them. I did a couple of leg exercises, um, you know, and then afterwards I was just kind of on YouTube and looking at some videos of like other things I could do and um, just really got intrigued by it and then kept using them for a bit. Um, at the same time, I had just opened like a really small studio space and the only thing that was affordable for us were kettlebells at the top. And my mm. partner and I didn't really have any experience with them. So we kind of kept it really basic with, you know, squatting and pressing and rowing, but, you know, didn't really get into swings and snatches, cleans, any of those, any of those, yeah. you know, more advanced movements, but we, we used them for, to the best of our ability to, to service our members. Um, so, you know, after that, after getting a little more experience with them, I decided to go get a certification um, and then kind of explore, you know, a couple of different movements and options that I could do with them. And, you know, from there, it just become my primary um, tool for training these days. Awesome. Growing up in Harlem, did you see many kettlebells? Were they being used in gyms? There was, there was not a kettlebell in sight. Um, yeah. I grew up in a Harlem where, um, you know, there were some recreation centers, but there weren't anything, you know, like what we were able to bring to, to, the, to the community in terms of strength and conditioning. Um, you had a few places you can go and maybe, you know, you can find a bench or a squat rack, but, and, and a few dumbbells, you know, typical things that you find in, in a basic gym. But, um, you know, from what my understanding is, you know, just talking to the community and, and people who have seen me with kettlebells, they're like, you know, they love the fact that I'm so into them and that I'm, I'm bringing sort of a dynamic to the community. Cause just, again, it's just not something that anyone thought to pick up. You know, I hadn't even seen them really until 
I would say maybe, you know, eight years ago that when I, that's what okay. I fell in love with. Them. Very cool. That's cool. It was your only option at the gym and now it's, it's your biggest, my uh, favorite focus. option. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. What, um, what certification did you do? Uh, so my first one, I did kettlebell athletics with uh, Jason C. Brown. Okay. Um, and that one was, you know, it was really cool. I was the, I always tell people the story. Uh, I was, it was probably 30 to 40 uh, instructors there. I was the only non Equinox instructor. And I was the only guy there who had his own gym uh, facility at the time. It was small, but like I had, I was doing my own thing, you know, really going the entrepreneur route. I never worked at a gym. I kind of always, you know, wanted to pave my own way and create my own lane. So I didn't really go the gym route. I just kind of figured it out on my own. But it, it was, it was, uh, I was very nervous going into it. So I was like, damn, I'm the only guy here who's just like not Equinox. And they were like, you know, they had their jargon and, and, and terminology and the way that they spoke oh, yeah. as, as Equinox trainers. So I felt out of place initially. And um, Jason actually introduced me to everyone and kind of made it known that I was like, kind of like the all ball. Uh, but by the end of the, the, the two day course, three day course, like I felt amazing. I was like, you know, I made a couple of friendships and I felt like I left there a little more respected, um, even though I wasn't, you know, in that community or, or the click. Very cool. Um, so that was my first one. And then I went through uh, Marcus Martinez through uh, Kettlebell Kings, uh, uh, KB Living Fit. I did an advanced uh, course uh, last year through, through, uh, while the pandemic was going on. Um, and I was really intrigued by that one because I, you know, as an athlete, I was used to change of direction, you know, transverse plane, you know, a lot of lateral movements and rotational stuff uh, from my athletic background. and that's what kind of got me intrigued is um, he taught a lot of rotational based movements, getting out of the sagittal plane um, and being able to kind of move a lot more freely with the bell. Um, so that's, that's what kind of got me really intrigued with kettlebells. And that's kind of become one of the things that I teach um, with my program up to. Very cool. Nice. So you, you mentioned a uh, background in uh, an athletic background. What, uh, what sports did you play? Yeah, I mean, I played a ton of sports. I played football for a little bit. Um, I played volleyball, tennis, handball, um, but I played basketball. That was, I was, I was probably the best at. So I was able to play that um, collegiate as well. So I was a four-year starting point guard. I played Division III um, at Connecticut College. Um, and then, you know, post-grad, played in Basketball City, you know, down in, down in New York City. So a lot of tournaments. Um, so that's kind of what kept me in shape. That was like my favorite pastime, you know, before I got into all the training stuff. But, you know, again, it's just, you know, being able to move in that manner and, and really still be explosive and dynamic. Um, you know, I can do a good amount of stuff with barbells in terms of like Olympic weightlifting. But the kettlebell for me is just it, 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 it related a lot more. And it really allowed me to kind of explore, again, getting into those movements, being able yeah. to uh, change direction and balance and things like that. Very cool. Very cool. And I was reading on one of your articles a little bit about your personal health transformation and one of your highlights was one of your clients lost 90 pounds in one year i thought that was phenomenal could you share a little bit about your own uh personal transformation yeah well i know for i have two clients now the the, the second one she's lost 100 pounds in a year so i've got two clients down wow. almost 100 pounds in a year um incredible that's a you know that's a just amazing, you know, the work and the dedication, that commitment level um, is a lot. And most people can't even fathom, you know, getting down 10 pounds sometimes. Yeah. So to be able to get through an entire year was amazing to watch. It was, it was great to be a part of, uh, you know, some of my hard work and kind of programming things, but like 
just watching them grow and, and really buy into it was great. Um, I think what allowed me to, what allows me to resonate with clients who are trying to lose weight um, is that, you know, I gained a, a good amount of weight on my own. So, you know, being a college athlete, I played at about 175 pounds. Um, by the time I left college, you know, after, after it was all said and done, I ended up getting up to about 220, 225, um, but not like a healthy weight at all. This was, you know, college, you know, partying, drinking, yeah. you know, almost done. And it was a lot of celebrating. And then when I got out of college, I got a finance job that had me, you know, tied to a desk. And so that became long hours there and, and eating Indian everything. You I know, can relate to, to that. Be full. And so it just piled on, you know, and then I remember going to play at Basketball City again and it was just night and day. Like I couldn't get up the court. I was, you know, out the game in three minutes. It was just embarrassing to myself. And I was like, I don't know how I let myself get this way, but I know I got to figure this out and, and make some changes soon. Um, and it also doesn't help when your mom kind of gives you a nudge and tells you, you know, you're a little <laughs> overweight. You know, she has, some, she has stronger words, but she definitely let me know like something wasn't looking too good over here. So um, that inspired me to get back in the gym and really start to apply myself. But um, the mental capacity of it is where I fell short. And that's what kind of allowed me to work with clients who want to lose weight. Um, I thought it was going to be easy. You know, I was an athlete. It's, I can get this off in two seconds. Like it's no thing. And I struggled, you know, I struggled. I still wanted to eat what I wanted to eat and, and wasn't really buying into the nutrition. I was trying to overtrain, you know, all the things that clients come to me and say that they're doing like now I'm like, okay, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I wasn't 300 pounds, but the mental side of it, we have to really lock in and focus. Um, I had to really go back and, and dial in um, and realize, you know what, you're not the same person you were, you know, when you were in college playing, you, you kind of let yourself go a bit. And now you got to really regroup, maybe adjust some things that, that aren't really working and, and go from there. So, um, you know, that's been, but my transformation, I got back down to about 175, uh, hated it. Um, it was like, you know, getting a little older, I wanted a little more size on me. So I ended up going back up to about 190. Um, loved it there. I felt like I had a nice balance between strength and, and I could move really well. I was back to playing sports. And now I'm probably around 215 again, but um, intentionally put some size on um, this time around. So like it feels a lot better. I feel very yeah. mobile. Um, I don't feel like I'm like way down. And it's also helped with like the kettlebell stuff that I'm doing because I, I just feel like much stronger, you know, mass moves mass and having this, those extra pounds on, like I've developed a lot of, a lot more strength in, in pretty much everything that I do now. Cool. You mentioned the mental aspect was a big part. Um, and that comes up again and again with respect to kettlebells, but just in terms of any type of transformation, what percentage of people's success would you say is because of their mental attitude? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm going with a hundred percent on this one, man. Um, yeah. You know, obviously you got to get in there and do the work, but I, I tell people all the time, something, uh, you know, I, especially with kettlebells specifically, um, you know, we tend to, and this is in life as well, we tend to see something that looks challenging and automatically assume I can't do it, or this is hard, right? You didn't even pick the bell up, you didn't try it, you know, or that thing in life, you just didn't even like sit down and maybe just try for a second. You know, I tell people all the time, let your body tell you what you can and can't do. You might pick that bell up and realize you can snatch it right then and there, right? And you, and now right then and there, you just learn like, wow, I'm actually a lot stronger than I thought I was. Like my abilities are a lot greater than what I thought they were versus always telling yourself you can't do it versus always just grabbing the super light bell versus always taking the easier route, you know? And, and again, you don't, you don't really get to maximize on your potential 
if you keep telling yourself you can't. So, you know, without that mental aspect or capacity, just kind of, you know what, I'm just going to try it. You know, I don't know if I can do it or not. And that's actually the beauty of it because now you have a chance to just, it's either you can or you can't. And if you can't, then you give yourself an opportunity to figure out, well, what are my steps to get there? Um, and so that's kind of how I lay things out for people. It's like, you know, it's not that you can't do it. Maybe you're just not, you're not ready right now, but we're going to yeah. figure out those steps to take to get you there versus automatically canceling that out and going in a different direction. Cause that could be where you need to be, you know, taking that, 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 that lane might be where all your success is. And I, you know, I think we really, we hold ourselves back a lot. Absolutely. I've been thinking about uh, a concept lately a lot that you just reminded me of, but if there's any type of growth, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, whatever, uh, there has to be some degree of stress involved. Yeah. You need, you need to be uncomfortable, you know, yeah. you need to be uncomfortable. It kind of, it, it tells you who you are as a person. You know, I, I look at my trajectory and the things that I have going on and, you know, some of the success I'm, I'm able to see, and it's all happened with like some sort of like trauma or stress that's involved. And it makes yeah. you work a lot harder. You know, you, you put a little pressure on yourself to do well, you know, you don't want to let yourself down. You don't want to let the people around you down. So, you know, that uncomfortable feeling of, you know, can I do this or am I going to fail? You know, nine times out of 10, I feel like you end up doing some great things. Cool. What, what would you say is uh, the key role of the coach in getting people through those negative mental chatter um, episodes? and realizing their potential? Well, you become a, I mean, as much as you might not want to be as a coach, you become a, a therapist, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, you become a partner. You, you have a lot of different roles that you might not have signed up for. Um, and so, you know, I, when I see my members and my clients, you know, I know they can do the work. They're just looking for guidance. They need someone that's just going to be like that support system. It's going to check in on them sometimes. Sometimes those little things alone are what, can be the difference maker. You know, you don't have to be this like amazing coach or feel like you're this amazing coach. You don't necessarily have to have, you know, 25 certifications. A lot of that stuff is amazing and the knowledge base is great, but you know, being a people person, right? Understanding the person, you know, you can get a lot done as long as they can believe in you and they trust in you and they know that you have their well being, you know, at the top of your list. You know, outside of that, everything else is just those are the tools in your box to make sure that you can continue to, to build that person and grow um, also and, and to grow for yourself. But, you know, I, you gotta be there. You gotta be present. Um, you need to, you know, be as motivated or more, more, more motivated than them at times. But, you know, I think, you know, for my members, the one thing that they say to me is that like, we never know what's going on in your life. Like you could be having a miserable day, but when you show up, you show up for us, you're there, the energy is there, the passion is there. Um, and you know, we love you for that because they have a lot going on. And like, as soon as the camera goes on with like a zoom or if we're in person, you know, you just kind of, it feels like an acting job a bit, but you got to turn it on. You know, they, they're yeah. paying you for more than just like the results. They, they really need you to push them and be that motivation on days when they just don't have it. So, you know, that's what I try to do as a coach. And then, you know, as far as like education, just kind of make sure that I, I, I'm, I'm always checking in and make sure like I'm doing things the right way. Um, and just like staying in my lane, not really trying to step out of something that I'm not you know, knowledgeable or capable of doing. Yeah. I think it's very easy for um, coaches to get distracted with all the different certifications that they can get and just rack up knowledge. Um, but like you were saying about the people who have that voice in their head, 
saying, oh, the, you know, the, this fitness program sounds intimidating. Creating a coaching business sounds intimidating, but you just have to take action. And, yeah, and just take action. Man. Yeah. And learn as you go. Yeah. And it's all about the people, you know, it's all about the people, you know, you, you got as long as you, as long as you're always making it about them, you're, you're, yeah. you're in a good, you're in a good spot. You know, as soon as it becomes something else, that's where things get tricky. And, you know, you know, clients come and go, people come and go really fast. So you got to grab them and hold on to them and, and, and just be there. I like that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned being present and just, it's all about that connection and relationship that resonates a lot. So you, so you own a, you owned a studio through, um, when, when did you open your studio? So we opened, so we, I will, this is, this could get into a longer story, but we opened a studio. So my first studio in August of 2019. Uh, So we had, uh, you know, six months of momentum and really (laughs) getting it going, you know, feeling really good. Uh, My studio was actually a a block away from where I grew up. So right, right in in Central Harlem. So it was a very very big deal to me, obviously to be in the neighborhood that raised me, um, being able to be back in my community, obviously doing something positive, but also bringing you know, a different energy, a different dynamic, something that has never existed. And, you know, it, you know, pandemic hits, obviously there's nothing we can do about that. Who could have, you know, expected this to happen, you know, and then we had to close, we had to pivot really quickly, um, go virtual. You know, I started up a program. I had about 21 classes a week. I reached out to a bunch of other coaches and instructors that I, you know, that I trust, um, that know how, you know, I operate and know what the brand is about. And we pretty much had like a one-stop shop going, you know, yoga, Pilates, mobility, kettlebells, boxing. So we just made it, you know, you come here, you can try a little bit of everything, you know, be super diverse in your modalities. And also, you know, you know, from a mental standpoint, just being active, being able to take care of you all of last year while you kind of stuck at home in isolation, you know, it was, it was super important. You know, that was probably more important than anything else. Yeah. So as an, as an entrepreneur and a community leader who, maintained your business throughout COVID, throughout quarantine, what were two big insights that you had about yourself or about your business? Well, I, I'm, I'm definitely a warrior. I know that I, I had some times where like, I'm, I'm a go-getter, like I work super hard, you know, I'm trying to find ways to not work as hard and take breaks, find some balance there. But um, I think having to pivot so quickly and abruptly, again, that was that uncomfortable feeling that I went through and it was like, wow, I just opened my studio, this, you know, expensive facility that we just built out with all this equipment and no one's there. I'm paying all this rent on this space that I can't use. And I was like, I was really stressed out, you know, just a little bit of, I would say depression happening. Like, wow, like I can't believe this is going on, you know, at a time like this, we just really got rolling and, and the community is loving it. And our classes are full. We got a wait list for everything. And then it's just like, boom, you know, but, uh, having to pivot, I, what I said to a friend of mine yesterday, I was like, the main thing that I love about this transition was one, it gave me another revenue stream. It gave me another way to reach people, right? Virtually, now there's no wait list. I can fit 100 people on the screen if I really wanted to, um, if I had the ability to coach them well enough. Um, so it allowed us to touch people. I had somebody sign on from Denmark. I had people signing in from Ireland to take the kettlebell classes. So I was like, well, this is amazing, you know. I got people in Boston that have always wanted to train with me, but they're just they're too far. Uh, the main part of it, though, is that it allowed, I think, having the pandemic happen, allowed everyone to transition, make that pivot, 
and have it be okay to screw up because we were all transitioning at the same time. No one knew what was going on. Like I never told virtual in my life. My clients have never been on the screen working out from home. So they, they allowed us to, to make mistakes and give us feedback to improve on what we were trying to get done. Um, and they were right there along with us. And I think that was, that's a testament to obviously having like uh, a good community, um, people who trust in us and aren't gonna just go up and go anywhere else. And, um, you know, it, it, again, it allowed us to really develop a, a really good program where people just felt like, yo, this is still home. It was still quality, it was still affordable. Um, I, I realized that I can really coach through a screen and, and correct form and give technique and give cues or simple cues, right? Cause you're not in front of yeah. them. So you gotta really be, you gotta dumb it down a lot to, to make sure that they can understand. So um, I, I loved it, you know, virtual is, is um, we're gonna keep it. it. It works really well. And as we start to kind of navigate and look for a new location, um, we'll keep both on and be able to, you know, again, just kind of reach as many people as possible. Awesome. So how are things right now in terms of uh, like COVID restrictions? where you're located so um so i had ended up having to close my studio so we were you know long story short having some issues with our landlords um you know the the uh relationship was kind of sour they didn't necessarily want us there regardless of whether we paid or not they had it they wanted to go a different direction um so we ended up having to leave uh so we closed uh we closed memorial weekend so right now I have all my stuff in storage. Um, I'm doing a lot more, again, another uncomfortable situation where I'm pivoting all over again, especially like as the world opens back up, um, I had to close my facilities, not what I wanted to be doing, but it's lit another fire. I'm gonna be doing a lot of outdoor sessions now, um, going about three three sessions a week, just to start uh, doing some outdoor uh, personal training and we still got the virtual going. So right now I have an offering on a couple of different locations um, but not, not even rushing because I want to make sure that the next space that we get into, we're actually wanted. It's going to be a great relationship because I like to be there for the long term. But, you know, I think the outdoor class is selling out. The virtual is still doing really well. So I'm not like, you know, I'm not as stressed or depressed as I, as I was. I was definitely in my feelings for a bit. But again, community, I can always rely on them. They've been super supportive. They, they once again are ready to roll with us. And, and you know, hey, whenever you guys got your space, we're back in there. Um, take your time, you know, make sure you get things right. Cool. So you, you gained a new revenue stream. Um, and also in one of your articles, you mentioned that because of this challenge, you became so comfortable doing online training that that contributed to you getting the men's health top trainer uh, title. Could you talk to us about what that was like? Yeah. So, I mean, so during all 2020, uh, you know, I was doing this virtual program, you know, we're getting, 50 people signing up to classes like it was amazing it was That's also awesome. just a, a huge shock and surprise like, i knew we had a good community but i just didn't realize this many people were actually gonna buy into the virtual training so when they did i was like okay well if they're gonna be here we gotta really get this beef it up and make sure that we're giving them you know as good of an experience as we can you know from home um from that a friend of mine just reached out she forwarded me an email like hey i saw this men's health next top trainer challenge i think you should uh you know i think you should audition for it and I'm so busy trying to figure out, you know, the business. And I'm like, yeah, right. I don't really have time for this. You know, she sent it to me again, two weeks later. She's like, I really think you should sign up for this. Like, I just, I just have a feeling. And I was like, okay, whatever. Let me just fill it out. Fill out the form. I got a call back the next day. Um, the lady's like, you know, we read your, read everything that you wrote. You know, we went on your Instagram. We saw your profile. We kind of like how you move and you look, you know, really diverse in, in the things you, you know, the way you train. 
um, can you do this audition tape? So I did the audition, it was about 10 minutes. They asked like a bunch of questions. I had to just answer on screen, you know, show a little personality, whatever that is for yourself, be charismatic. Um, so I, I did that about two months went by. So I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, they didn't, they didn't like it. I kept, you know, let me keep pushing and doing what I'm doing. And then I get a call. I'm having like a miserable day. It was just a bad day. And I get in about 9 PM, I get a phone call and the talent uh, search is like, Hey, you got a second. Um, you know, I know you're probably busy and I'm telling her, yeah, my day sucked. <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, she's yeah. like, Oh, well, I got some good news for you. You know, you've been selected. We start shooting next week. And I'm like, oh man. So I'm trying to <laughs> like motivate myself all over again. I was already over it, like over the yeah. day, over that. And so I had to like motivate myself. Like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. And I get upstairs. I'm telling my girl, like, oh my God, I got to start shooting next week. I don't know what's going on. But, um, you know, fast forward, being on the virtual program and, and learning how to coach and learning how to cue um, and just, you know, and being able to communicate through a screen. I had, I had, you know, six or seven months of that, of that experience. So when I got on screen, it, it I was, I was nervous because it's something new, but I felt more comfortable than I thought I would with uh, the challenges and stuff that they gave us and, and how to coach and, and cue. And they would do things like they'd have a celebrity come on and you had to coach them. They had maybe like a shoulder injury and you had to put them through a workout. And I was so used to doing all these things that it just felt very natural. And they could see it shine through um, in a lot of the challenges and in, in the way that I explained things. Um, I kept things very simple uh, so that, you know, any audience would be able to take advantage of movements that I chose. So it, it was a cool experience. It, it ended up being an eight, eight episode series. It was a reality show on Facebook Watch. Um, oh, cool. You know, similar to any other reality show where one trainer gets uh, booted off every episode, you have other trainer that wins and everyone is pretty much safe. And then every week there's a different challenge, whether it be, um, demonstrating an exercise, putting together a program, uh, training someone on the spot. They had a knowledge-based uh, section where they ask you, you know, three or four questions about, you know, any and everything. And you had to kind of just freestyle and figure out how to best explain it. So it, it, it was, again, one of those, another thing that made me uncomfortable, but now I'm reaping the benefits of it. Um, you know, I ended up winning six out of eight episodes, about eight challenges. Um, and now this year I've been doing, I have my own program that's on the All Out app. It's a body weight program. Um, I'll be doing a couple of IG live workouts, kettlebell, dumbbell, body weight. Um, I have a few, uh, it's called seven minute blitz. So it's basically like seven minute workouts that are just super challenging, really intense. Um, supposed to put the, you know, somebody who's very crunched for time, you know, give them opportunities to get something done. And, you know, if you're on the go. So that's been great. You know, it's, it's again, it's, it's, just, it's exposure. It allows me to put myself out there, put my brand out there, talk about my training style, um, you know, my why, my purpose, my mission. Um, and so, you know, it's been, it's been a crazy road. My, my whole like, last 18 months has been a roller coaster. just a lot of highs and lows, but I've been kind of riding on the highs because you know, that's what's keeping me motivated, keeping me going. Very cool. Can people still watch the reality show? Yeah. So it's all on Facebook watch. Um, there's a, I can probably get you the link. There's a full link with all the yeah, episodes. Send us a link. Through them. Uh, there's also, you know, on the men's health page, there's, uh, the seven minute blitz has about eight workouts. Now, uh, I just shot, uh, three or four more on the, on the beach. Those should be coming out in a couple of weeks. And then I just was in the magazine spread the, uh, we were in June now. So I was in the May issue for men's health magazine, um, with the seven minute to strong workouts. So those are different programs that you can take advantage of. Um, and one of mine is on there. I've got like a nice uh, full screen, uh, full page rather 
Um, my mom is like going crazy over it. You know, she's super <laughs> excited. It's just so, you know, it's weird to see. She's like, you know, I know you're like good at this stuff and I know you really like this fitness stuff, but I didn't realize like, you know, you were going to be in this magazine and stuff like that. So she's like super excited, proud and confused. All, yeah. all at once. So, and yeah. all because your mom made some comments about you gaining weight, right? Way yeah, back. full circle, right? <laughs> yeah, like, look, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. Well, so you, I mean, again and again, uh, you're uh, a consummate entrepreneur, leader. Keep You keep rolling with the punches here. Very, very inspirational. Um, if people want to work out with you or hear more about your programs, where can they go? So in terms of programs, I'm actually starting to shoot some of my own stuff now. Um, I've been pretty busy with just like trying to figure out business operation, things like that. But now I'm actually going to start recording programs probably to, you know, sell and give people a chance to kind of experience me, you know, and here's how I train and why and my why and the, and the premise and things like that. But in terms of finding me on Instagram, um, Instagram is uh, J-A-H underscore H-O-L-L-A. You know, there I'll post a lot of, you know, swipe and save workouts. People can try, um, you know, different formats and techniques with kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, things like that. Um, in terms of our website, it's uh, www.getjtwfit.com. Uh, there you'll be able to see our schedule. You know, you'll be able to read up a little bit about myself and my partner. Um, you'll be able to book classes. You can uh, look at what we do for personal training. You know, all the bells and whistles that you would see on, on any other site. Um, and then the same thing for Twitter, Facebook. All of that is the same, uh, JCW Fit. So, you know, we keep it really simple. You know, we keep it basic on the site. You know, I know people, attention spans aren't, aren't you know, they don't want to read a ton. But uh, you can also just send me a message, you know, at any time. I'm super responsive. Um, Email is JTWFit at gmail.com as well. Cool. Are your outdoor workouts also on the website? They're on the website as well. So we're doing three right now a week. I'm going to add on a few more. Um, and also I'm doing some collaborations uh, with uh, Kettlebell Gains. We're doing like some Sunday called Sunday Swings. So we're doing that um, this those. Sunday on the 20th. Um, I have another class coming up on the 26th. It's going to be a trio. Um, myself for hit. Uh, uh, one of our members, Jasmine, is going to be doing power yoga. And another instructor, Rachel Washington, is going to be doing uh, boxing. So we're going to have like a, a triple threat class going on. So about 30 people. It's going to be like circuits where you see each, uh, see each instructor twice. Um, we'll have some like, you know, some bags and giveaways out there. So that's going to be a good time as well. Awesome. And you have a full range of kettlebell options out there. I saw you swinging a 220-pound kettlebell. Yeah, man, I couldn't <laughs> wait to swing that one. It wasn't, I'm actually want to buy my own now. Um, it felt good. I, I, um, so I, when we first closed for the pandemic, I had a pair of 50 pound dumbbells. I had a 45 pound kettlebell and a 25 pound kettlebell. And I was like, I don't think this is going to do it. You know? So I, I reached out to, I think it was Great Lakes and he had like these monster bells. So I was like, oh, let me just get one of them. So I ordered a, a 123, not thinking like, and when I got it to my house, I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> like I'm taking up, you know, six, six flights of stairs, trying to get it up to the, I'm on the top floor. My neighbor underneath me probably still hates me to this day. Cause I was in there swinging it and trying to squat it. I dropped it a few times accidentally, but um, it, it actually saved me during the pandemic. Cause I couldn't get to a gym. I needed something, you know, yeah. fairly heavy. So I was just like gradually trying to row it, trying to squat it, trying to swing it, um, deadlifting. Um, just to kind of keep some sort of strength. And when I got back in the gym, I realized I hadn't, I was really sore when I got back under the bar and things like that. But 
um, I didn't fall off as much as I thought I would because I was using it for like a lot of unilateral strength work to so try to like even out, you know, balance myself. I, I did that stuff instead of focusing on like a lot of bilateral movements. So I wasn't doing a ton of squatting. It was like more like split squats and lunges. I was like, this is a good time to kind of focus on some stuff that I don't necessarily pay attention to. But um, yes, kettlebell games, uh, Alex, he's got like the 200 pounders, the 220s. So as soon as he invited me out to the class, like we warmed up and that was the first thing I went and grabbed. I was like, I gotta try, I gotta try this out. So the, the, I know the first swing almost took me out. Like I felt almost did like a, almost did like a front flip and then I figured it out, but um, felt good though. I mean, it's definitely nice, nice little uh, adrenaline rush. Oh yeah, I'm sure in a very short period of time. Oh yeah, but oh yeah. You mentioned a few times about your why. Uh, having a why. And I imagine that was huge in the journey that you've been on the past year. And perhaps we could close with that. Could you share what's your why that keeps you going? I mean, my why is is just, um, you know, for me, it's, it's my community. Um, I, I, you know, I pride myself on, you know, being in my community and doing work and not just in fitness. Like, you know, I have a scholarship program at my high school. You know, I was given somewhere between eight and $10,000 for the past eight to nine years. So, you know, I'm big on giving back. I, you know, I had a good uh, surrounding, um, you know, I had good upbringing, my mom and my sister, and then just the people around me. Um, they, they always pushed me, always motivated me to be better, to do better, you know, in a time where, you know, things in my community just weren't great. You know, it was, it was very easy to go the other direction, could have ended up in all sorts of situations. And the people around me, they just saw something in me um, to be like, no, we need you here. You know, you're going to be in school. You're going to be in study hall. You're going to play sports. Um, you're going to get good grades. Like, we need you to go to college. Um, you know, you fast forward now, you know, even some of my, my friend's parents are like, you know, we knew that you were going to do some great things for yourself. Like, you could just see it. You were always like a good kid. You know, you, you ran around, you got in a little bit of trouble here and there, but you could always tell, like, you were just trying to be cool and hang out. But that's not really what, where you wanted to be. Um, so they saw that from, from, you know, from jump. And so for me, just I want to make sure that I can be a role model in my community. I want to make sure that people can see someone that looks like me, you know, someone that looks like them uh, doing something and being successful, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a rapper or athletics, all those things are really great, but you know, you can be an entrepreneur. You can, you know, I worked in finance for nine years before I even got into fitness. You know, you can go a lot of different directions and really find some success. And so what I've found for me is that fitness has just become another avenue where I can uplift, I can motivate people, I can give them confidence um, and, and allow them to kind of go into the world feeling a lot better about themselves, you know, being able to do a lot more. Um, I've seen it, it really spill over into, you know, work life uh, relationships when you just feel good about yourself, you're healthy, um, you look good, you know, and you can flex a little bit. You just, it, it kind of, it carries over a lot. That's awesome. Very cool. Josh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, man. This is, this is great. Yeah.